0: Welcome to Everything Herbal. This is episode one in our intro. This podcast is a place where we can discuss and learn about the herbal world. Each week, I'll take one herb and dive into its depth of earthy goodness. I know there's a lot of information out there on herbs and a lot of questions on how they work, if they work, what kind to use, where to get them and what to expect. I'm hoping this podcast clears things up a bit by answering any questions that you may have. You can always send us questions via Twitter at NotJustSweeds and eventually via our email and Facebook page, which I'll be sharing in later episodes. Since you can't see pictures on a podcast, our Facebook page will show pics of the herbs that we talk about and great recipes. Recipes not just on herbs, but on foods and including them. Occasionally, we will offer some of our own blends on our website that you can purchase. However, I'm hoping you choose to make your own. One of the goals of this podcast is to teach you that you can make your own herbals or make your own medicines. Because of laws governing healthcare products, we can't say that herbs cure anything. We can't diagnose or treat because we're not doctors. But we can give advice based on the knowledge that we have. Some of the topics we will discuss concerning herbs will be FDA approved and some may not. We do not rely on any organization to give us proof of the effectiveness of herbs. Herbage has already given this to us many, many moons ago. Even you may remember some of the odd treatments you and your grandparents may have used. That They were passed down to them from their grandparents and their grandparents. Just because there's not a white paper report on it doesn't mean it doesn't work. Maybe it works for you. Maybe it works for some people. Everybody's body is different. Knowing yourself is the key to staying healthy and knowing that your body, your body ultimately knows what it needs. There may be times it may be a little forgetful. Then it needs a little gentle remind, reminder. Our bodies are in a constant state of homeostasis, that means it's always trying to balance itself. How does it become unbalanced? Well, by our lifestyle and by what we eat. We just don't see how much of our actions play a role in our diet, our cravings, and then the ultimate chronic disease processes that we end up with. One of the earliest sayings I love to use frequently Is let food be thy medicine. I can't remember whether it was Hippocrates or whoever said it, but that's a great starting point. And with that being said, let's dive into one of my favorite herbs dandelion. Well, feeling kind of sluggish? Are you tired? Not quite yourself? Trouble sleeping? Feeling blah? Ma, you might want to consider dandelion. Remember that pretty yellow flower that grows in fields? When I was little, I was always told it was a weed and to leave it alone. I would go through the yard pulling them up, wiping the little yellow filaments of pollen on my chin. I didn't know back then how valuable that weed was. Dandelion happens to be one of those herbs that can easily be mistaken for another herb. This is where you have to be careful, and we'll get into foraging on another episode, but you have to know what herbs you're picking if you're physically picking them. You may think you're looking at dandelion, but it may not be the dandelion that you want. So learn how to identify what goes in your body. I call dandelion my favorite because for me it's a great detox, a, a gentle detox for my blood. Not only is it full of nutrients like vitamin C, A, E, folate, and K, it also contains minerals like iron, magnesium, potassium, and calcium. Also, it has one of the best antioxidants beta carotene it is said to have properties as a liver stimulant and what that means is that it increases the liver cell activity as well as the bile flow in case you're not aware bile is the fluid that is used in the process of digestion it's stored in our gallbladder and it gets released based on our dietary consumption. Since the liver has a big job of cleansing our blood, it's sort of like a filter for our body. Well, filters can get clogged. We get sluggish when that happens because it gets bogged down with gunk. Sort of like the oil filter in your car, right? Eventually you have to change that oil filter. Well, every once in a while, we've got to cleanse our liver. We don't have the luxury of going to the liver store and getting a new filter. And if we happen to eat foods that make our blood a little bit more gunky, a little bit more difficult to cleanse, then our liver can get congested. Then it doesn't do such a good job of cleaning the blood. I say use dandelion. Maybe that can help in the process. There are other herbs that are so beneficial to the liver, such as milk thistle. But we'll talk about that one on another episode. Also, dandelion may help to lower blood pressure, slow growth, such as tumors, help with inflammation. Feel free to use all parts of this herb the flower the stem, the root the leaves keep in mind though if you're putting it in a salad it can taste kind of bitter you can use dandelion in the following ways you can buy it or roast the leaves as a coffee substitute I've tried that many a times and it it almost takes the place of coffee for me minus the caffeine which we really shouldn't be using anyway You could brew it as a tea. You can use it in powder form, place it in capsules. You can use it in your soups and salads. Like I said, we'll post recipes on the Facebook page. Lastly, one of my favorite ways to use this herb is in a tincture form. A tincture happens to be a concoction of herbs that are concentrated. For example, we'll get into tincture making on another episode also, but you take the dandelion, you chop it up, you put it in a mason jar. Of course, you have to make sure everything's clean. Clean is, is primary here. You cover it in a liquid, and that liquid is called a medium. Now, that liquid could be vodka, It could be any 80-proof alcohol. It could be glycerin. It could be vinegar. There's a couple of different mediums you can use. And the reason why alcohol is so good is because it kills any bacterial growth that can uh, possibly hang around. So you put it in the jar and you let it sit for two weeks, shaking it every day, keep it in a nice, cool, dark spot. After about two weeks or so, you strain it, and voila, you've got your tincture. How often should you use dandelion? Well, we have to first remember that dandelion is a food. How often do you eat broccoli? How often do you have a salad? However, depending on the form that you have the dandelion in... The guideline that I usually use is, if I put it in a tea, and I'm looking for it for medicinal purposes, I will drink the tea one cup two to three times a day. In capsule form, I may take two to three capsules two to three times a day. If you're using the tincture form, you use it by drop of I wouldn't exceed more than a teaspoon at a time if you're using the vodka tincture because of the alcohol content. But there's no exact way for me to tell you how often to use dandelion. This is why I will stress so much, know your body. And always start out with the smallest amount to see how your body adjusts to it. You can always increase after a couple of days, listen to your body. One of the things I do want to mention is even though dandelion is a food, you need to always check with your medical provider especially if you're taking any medications. Some herbs, such as dandelion, can interfere with your medications. For instance, if you're taking an antibiotic or a blood thinner or a heart or blood pressure uh, medication, it could make the medication stronger or it could weaken it. So always check with your medical provider. Prior to starting anything new, one last thing I'd like to discuss about dandelion is it is such a hardy herb. You see it growing on the side of the road, along the highway. These should never be picked for consumption. As I said, it's a detox. And to me, it grows wild like that along the side of the road because there's a lot of toxins along that side of the road, from car exhaust to trash. So you wouldn't want to use any dandelion that grows in a place like that. Nor do you want to use any dandelion that's been sprayed with pesticides. Now, if you don't know whether it's been sprayed or not, don't use it. It's not worth the risk. You can always grow your own dandelion. And yes, that's another episode we'll get to growing herbs. In the meantime, on our Facebook page, you'll see some of our preferred sites that we order herbs from. If you are ordering your herbs from a Make sure that business either uses organic or non-GMO. Make sure they're not using um, herbs that has pesticides. And there are a lot of reputable herbal companies out there that sell great products. But you have to do your due diligence and make sure that the product that you're getting, that you're going to be putting into your body, is the best quality that it can be. Well, that's about all I have to say on Dandelion for today. Remember, you can always send your questions via Twitter, at NotJustWeeds. And until next time, let food be your medicine.